Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Raghum Lavalin. Lots to get through today, including President Joe Biden's latest approval rating, not that positive, Senator Kirsten Sinema's opinion of Democrats, not that positive, an early review of Jeff Science as chief of staff, not that positive, and a preview of TikTok's trip to the hill, also probably not that positive. Here's what we're watching on Thursday, March 23rd. The Associated Press, that's President Joe Biden's latest approval numbers, and, well, the headline kind of says it all. Biden approval dips near lowest point. The story states, the president notched an approval rating of 38% in the new poll, after 45% said they approved in February and 41% in January. His ratings hit their lowest point of his presidency last July at 36%, as the full weight of rising gasoline, food, and other costs began to hit U.S. households. Jmart's latest column is hot off the presses in this morning's playbook, and it's already blowing up group chats on Capitol Hill. As her fundraising efforts plow forward, Senator Kirsten Sinema has used a series of Republican-dominated receptions and retreats this year to belittle her Democratic colleagues, shower her GOP allies with praise, and, in one case, quite literally give the middle finger to President Joe Biden's White House. Martin writes, Speaking in private, whether one-on-one -on -one or with small groups of Republican senators, she's even more cutting, particularly about Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, whom she derides in harshly critical terms, according to senior Republican officials directly familiar with their comments. The whole thing's worth the read, but her comments on Senate Democrats' lunches caught her eye, which she described as old dudes eating jello. Everyone is talking about how great they are. That's an hour and a half twice a week that I can get back. White House Chief of Staff Jeff Zients has been President Joe Biden's top aide for less than two months, and already grumbling has erupted both inside and outside the administration over whether he's up for the job. In a story out this morning, Politicos, Eugene Daniels, Adam Kinkerin, and Nicholas Wu spoke with 16 administration officials, lawmakers, and others with knowledge of internal White House dynamics, and found widespread concerns over whether Zions has the political instincts and Capitol Hill relationships to deftly navigate a crucial period ahead of Biden's anticipated re-election run. Whereas Klain routinely made his own policy and political recommendations to the president, Zions frequently brings in other senior advisors, including Steve Reschetti and Anita Dunn. Three administration officials with knowledge of the matter have also said Reschetti now regularly sits in the daily chief of staff meetings that Biden used to hold one-on-one -on -one with Klain, though they stressed Zions gets solo time with the president too. Outside the White House, the relationship with allies on Capitol Hill isn't as tight as before, the trio right six weeks in. Congressional Democrats say the decision-making in the West Wing has grown more opaque, spurring confusion over policy priorities and debate over how much responsibility Zions is and should be carrying. And within a wider circle of Biden allies, Zions' arrival has sparked complaints that they are cut out of the loop after enjoying direct West Wing access through claim. One advisor in close touch with the range of key House Democrats graded Zion's first months on the job bluntly. I would give him a C minus, the person said. It's a generous C minus. And that's seen as leading to political missteps. On Zion's second day, most House Democrats opposed a bill seeking to repeal a major revision of DC's criminal code after the administration issued a statement that appeared to oppose the repeal. 
But weeks later, Biden reversed his position, vowing on March 2nd to sign the repeal if it reached his desk. The announcement upset House Democrats, who felt they had taken a politically risky vote for no reason. More infuriating, lawmakers and aides said, was the way the White House went about it. Biden made no mention of his newfound support for the bill during a private meeting with House Democrats the day before, nor had any White House officials offered preemptive warnings. It was only when Biden met with Senate Dems the next day that he disclosed his plans. Senior Biden aides admitted to a communication breakdown, and science has since ordered changes to the communication process. The whole thing's worth the read, and you can check it out this morning at politico.com slash playbook. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 1 p.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will hold an anniversary event for the Affordable Care Act, with the Vice President Kamala Harris also in attendance. At 4.40 p.m., President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will depart the White House to head to Ottawa, Canada at 6.40. The Bidens will participate in a greeting with Canadian Governor General Mary Simon and Whit Fraser. And at 8.25, the Bidens will participate in a greeting with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Sophie Trudeau. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. to resume consideration of S-316 to repeal the authorizations for use of military force against Iraq. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg will testify before the Appropriations Committee's Trans Transportation Subcommittee at 10 a.m. USTR Catherine Tai will testify before the Finance Committee at 10 a.m. The House will meet at 10 a.m. to begin consideration of the Parents' Bill of Rights Act, with first votes expected at 1.30 and last votes expected at 5.30. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin will testify before the Appropriations Committee at 10 a.m. OMB Director Shalanda Young will testify before the Budget Committee at 10 a.m. VA Secretary Dennis McDonough will testify before the Veterans Affairs Committee at 10 a.m. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will testify before the Appropriations Committee at 2 p.m. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will testify before the Appropriations Committee at 3 p.m. And TikTok CEO Shov Chu will testify before the Energy and Commerce Committee at 10 a.m. Politico's tech reporter Rebecca Kern is here with a quick preview. So he's going to the House Energy and Commerce Committee. Um, he This was announced back in late January, so we've had a long time to build up all the... Um, drama around it. Everyone's doing a lot of reporting, but it's um, it's led by uh, Republican Kathy McMorris Rogers from Washington and then Frank Pallone, a Democrat from New Jersey. And they are actually a pretty bipartisan duo when it comes to the issue of data privacy. And that's where they're going to really focus on their attention on and their questioning tomorrow. So the first person on the Hill I've heard defending TikTok, uh, Representative Jamal Bo what did he have to say? I heard you interviewed him recently. He is actually against a TikTok ban. He um, held a uh, press conference in front of uh, the Capitol on Wednesday with like 20 plus um, TikTok creators. He really believes in the freedom of a expression and the business uh, value that that TikTok offers to a lot like millions of small businesses who who market their products on 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 the app and um, these creators who can make money um, on the app as well. Uh, he he fought, he called it as xenophobia and red scare tactics. Um, a lot of 
the pressure to ban TikTok is coming from uh, Republicans. And he, he called them out on that. Although there, there are some Democrats raising concerns uh, about the national security threat TikTok poses. So it's not a wholly Republican issue. It tends to be more Republicans want to fully ban it. Um, but Democrats are, are suspect, um, about where the data is going because TikTok is owned um, by ByteDance, which is based in Beijing. And um, while TikTok claims that they are incorporated in the U.S. and all uh, Americans' data is stored in U.S. Um, cloud um, servers run by Oracle, it doesn't seem to have convinced um, lawmakers that Americans' data is safe. Uh, You mentioned that there have been a few Democrats kind of coming out in support of regulating TikTok. Uh, One particularly notable Democrat in support of that, the Biden administration, it seems like. Uh, Last week, they mentioned or it was announced that they were either seeking the company be sold off to a, you know, domestic holding company or shut down for good. What are you hearing there? Yeah, I mean, there's this has been in the works a very long time. Um, there's this committee called uh, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. And it and on that committee, it, it is housed within the Treasury Department. But there are um, heads of pretty much most of the executive branches. We're, we're talking um, DOD and Commerce and Treasury, of course. And, and so they've been doing a national security review of TikTok and and the foreign influence of being China owned um, since the Trump administration and Trump if any if everyone recalls is there's a bit of deja vu happening in 2020 he did call for TikTok to um, either be banned or sold to a U.S. company. <laughs> and then now we have Biden calling for that. Trump was sued. I mean, and he lost in a federal judge uh, ruled that that it was violative and, and that he could not um, force that sale. <laughs> um, but somehow Biden has come to the same conclusion. And I think what he maybe is leaning on is is a bipartisan bill introduced um, like two weeks ago in the Senate from Senators Mark Warner, a Democrat, and John uh, Thune, a Republican, um, who they now have gained like 20 co-sponsors. Um, it's called the Restrict Act, and it would um, give um, the executive branch authority, more authorities than they say that they have now, to um, put restrictions and potentially down the line prohibit um, technology from quote unquote foreign adversaries that are defined in the bill. China is one of them. Um, so Warner's, you know, claim that this is also to be proactive, you know, to go after future tech that maybe isn't so ingrained in, in um, the American culture. Um, because we know, you know, Russia has apps. I mean, a lot of, and then there are other Chinese apps that are actually very popular in the U.S. beyond TikTok. Um, but anyway, the Biden has backed that bill um, the other week. So, so maybe he's hinting that, yes, we'd like more authority. Congress, give us that. <laughs> and, but we don't have a House version of the bill. We, we only have the Senate version right now. All right. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. 
I'm Rogu Manavalan. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.